Welcome, everybody, to another edition, finally, of the Toogies Take Podcast. We are back again. Two of the guys, two of the fellas, here to talk about some stick puck and some other things. But I am joined alongside one Mr. Endurance M. Proving his endurance as he has survived a vicious bout with bronchitis. I believe it's bronchitis. Um, it would explain the phlegm. It would explain the coughing. It would explain basically throwing up as well, too. Um, it's been a whole mess of everything. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Also, I would say that, you know, going on a bender halfway through the sickness doesn't really like bode well for you. Like if any sort of progress you had and was going for you. Does not help when you put alcohol in the system. So, uh, yeah, I learned my mistake. I I could have told you that wouldn't help. But, hey, you know, sometimes people have to learn these lessons in their mid-20s. It was but, November. Okay. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, you've, you know, it's been 10 days since our last show. You've been under the weather this yeah. entire time. Uh, Sin is just returning from Finland. I believe today is his travel day or yesterday. I think today is his big travel day. Um, and for me, I've just been busy as all hell between uh, just everything, everything. It's just, it's the holiday season. It's a busy goddamn time. Um, you know, I had, I had mentioned to on the Twitter side of things, you know, my, my wife as a, elementary music teacher oh, um nice. you know had her her winter winter concerts over the last two days and i help out uh running the audio system during that to make things easier for her so uh it's just been a busy couple of days and then we factor in what's been going on with the podcast in general and i mentioned this on the the Twitter side of things as well. Um, you know, we we typically during the regular season for the NHL had had done two episodes a week. Primary reason for that, one is to stay up to date. But secondly, it benefited us in our deal with Manscaped. Yeah. Who have been the sponsor of this show for over two years. Over two, between yeah. two to three years at this point, because you've been on the show for two years now, Endo, and you've yeah. been, they've been here the entire time. So yeah, maybe even closer to three years. Um, you know, and our agreement with them was, hey, let's do two shows a week. Cool. Perfect. Um, so the reason why nobody had gotten even like a 30 minute mini edition of the podcast with just me, you know, while the other two were unable to, to do anything uh, is because we've been ghosted. By our now former friends at Manscaped. And I yeah. don't really like, you know, throwing throwing mud or anything like that from a, a business perspective. Um, but we are talking outright zero contact ghosted. Yeah. By like Manscaped. nothing whatsoever. Um you know, the way their partnership program works is you have a direct contact that works for the company. Um, I haven't been able to get a hold of that person in almost two months. 
Um, Manscaped also has a specific like partner email that you can contact, and they have not gotten back to me in almost two months. Um, yeah. So I don't want to say it's caused resentment from me towards like doing this show because it hasn't. I do still enjoy doing this, but there is that level of built-in frustration because you know what they were paying us for the show primarily went to three things giving some money to endo giving yeah. some money to sin for their time and then also paying for the the hosting that we have to do for this podcast because uh good luck finding a, a hosting platform for the amount of content that we upload um for free you know that's just not a thing that exists um and then pretty much whatever was left hi i would take um which is uh what i what i used to do in the past as well i have always been the one to make the least amount off of doing this show <laughs> which is perfectly okay um so now like in general like my frustration with them is that they owe us um uh, multiple hundreds of dollars i'm not going to mention the exact amount uh but they owe us money yeah in the holiday season now especially which pisses me off immensely um in regards to money that i could have sent endo in sin's way the um, best part about it is the second they stopped paying us was right when i was like hey you know what the next two payments that i get for for manscape just put it towards your wedding as a gift from Polina and I, it's fine. <laughs> and then like no money comes through and I'm like, Hey, it's not my problem anymore. It's that's on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that, that's a thing. And I, I know I had been asked like, Hey, what, you guys haven't mentioned manscaped over the past couple of shows. Why is that? That's why. And, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on that front. My only thing would, uh, be, um, telling people who might be in a similar position to do business with Manscaped to, just to be careful because they can ghost you out of nowhere even if you've had a two to three year relationship with said platform so um, you know in the aftermath of this there might be some changes to the podcast moving forward we'll see what happens you know it's not something that we inherently have done for the sake of money but we can't lie and say that yeah it it, it helps you know I, I think anybody will admit that uh Getting a little bit of financial kickback is a good incentive to do anything. Um, so we'll see uh, what happens in regards to the podcast coming up in 2024. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe by some miracle, they'll actually get back to us. And if they do, I would love to continue the partnership. If you pay us a holiday bonus for fucking with the money that you owe us already. It's a so good product, go. except for that one time they almost had a scare that I was allergic to the product. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, um, but everything else, like honestly, it's a good, it's a good product. I'm not gonna recommend it for free. I mean, mm. it's a good product. I'm not gonna say go buy it, but like you know, I want my little kickback. You know, mm. I want to give Tugi his a uh, fucking wedding bonus or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> so with that, we have no sponsor on today's yeah. show. So by us we're yeah. the sponsors the passion this show was yeah. sponsored by the passion yes uh, beautiful that's it the end yeah 
Let's, um, unless you had anything else to add, though, we can get to some viewer questions, though, to, to warm up and get back into the groove of the show. No, um, what the fuck is Grok? I just opened up Twitter, um, and I, I, it says that I have access to Grok. Oh, it said stupid AI shit. Okay, never mind. Like free mode, Rick. It's a, yeah, whatever. It's nothing. I got nothing else to talk about. Let's talk about some people asking us questions. I believe. Shout out to my favorite wrestler, Grok Lesnar. Um, our first question comes from AJ because, of course, it does. And Endo, you'll never guess what the subject of this question is. I'm gonna fucking shoot myself. It's about the fucking Vancouver Canucks. I swear to God. <laughs> It is oh uh, with the Canucks almost entirely using the black skate as their home jersey. Do we see a complete rebrand by the end of the decade? If so, basically, if you had the choice, Endo Mills, not that you give a damn about the Vancouver Canucks, but th- this yeah, has been a, a hotly de- it's been a hotly debated topic for a while. Should the Canucks keep the blue, white, and green scheme that they've been using now? Uh, pretty much since Reebok took back over in, I think they started using it in 07, uh, the current jerseys that they have. Would you like to see them keep that or should they go back to the skates um, that they've been using as an alternate now for this season? But of course is famous, you know, for that, about that 10 year or so period, um, 10, 15 year or so period between uh, the mid eighties and the mid nineties. Of course, the jersey that I, I know I see and I think of Pavel Bure. Um, do you have a preference? Because for me, I, I don't because I think both jerseys are a really good look. So it's you can't really go wrong regardless of what jersey you choose to use. I think their best jersey they had was the hockey stick one. I will I will die on a hill with that one. Hmm. That's the best. That's the best jersey they've had. That or if they run like an alt with the um, what is it? Johnny Canuck, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny Canuck. Of course, it's John Canuck, all things like John Spider-Man, John, <laughs> Johnny Canada, <laughs> John Cena. Yeah, there we go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think the the original, it's not the original, but like their hockey stick logo with like the square outline. No, no, that that, that was the original. The stick and rink was the original yeah, logo. Stick and a rink. That's what it, that's what it was called. Yeah. That's that's that's. A, Fucking reminds me of skin of a rink. Um stick in a rink, yeah. I like it. So what I'm hearing is no preference. Unless no preference. you want to go back to like the Marcus Naslin look of the late nineties, early two thousands. AKA mm. the jersey that Mark Messier had a C on. I forgot about that. Yeah. Forgot about yeah, that. that I mean, that's my revenge for him bringing up the Canucks. Is I'll bring up Mark Messier as the captain of the team. Moose gets around, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but he, he won't hold a cookie above his head. Just remember that. Man, he he does not like fun. I remember. Um, God, this is a long time ago. Um, do you remember there was a there was a contest? I could talk about this before. There was a contest. Uh, ran in Canada. It was called bring uh, ran by PepsiCo for you to lay. It was uh, bring home a Stanley Cup champion. I think I've talked about this before. And the I whole thing remember. was like you enter a contest, basically buy our product, submit our code online, and enter for a chance for a NHL legend to basically bring the cup to you. 
and you can celebrate with the cup and it, and like if you win the chance if they win. So mm-hmm. certain regions had certain players. I believe it was Doug Gilmore, Guy Carbonneau for Quebec, and then Mark Messier for another, for another region. I think Doug Gilmore was for Ontario. Guy Carbonneau was for um, fucking Quebec, and then Mark Messier was for like everything else, which is really funny in retrospect. Um, and when we did the shoot, because I was I did the promo shoot for them because they wanted some minor hockey players to come out and go through the event and they shot the thing and Mark Messier was there and gone in like 30 minutes. It was like Doug Gilmore and Guy who stayed around actually actually hung out with the kids and everything. Mm-hmm. But Mark was strictly like business in, business out. I'm gone. I got my money. I did all that I was required to do. I'm gone. I'm out. Another thing too is like another kid. Um, I, I don't know why, but the kids didn't wear helmets. They were idiots. Like it was a, uh, I think it was kids who were part of the Oakville Rangers. Um, they just didn't have helmets on. And one kid like legit had a concussion on the ice during the promo shoot, which is great. Like we finished the, the photo and everything. But like afterwards, we just had like two hours of ice time to just mess around and shoot around with the puck. And uh, yeah, kids just didn't want to wear a helmet, bumped into, the, bumped into another kid on the same team and then just had a concussion. Good times. Yeah. Minor <laughs> hockey in Ontario. Let's go. Good memories. This is like right uh, before they. This is right before they um they changed certain rules with uh, with hitting and everything too. So that's really funny. It's our not next funny. question. It's tragic, but still, yeah. In the holiday spirits, our next question: Keep trade cut. Christmas song edition. Wonderful Christmas time. By Paul McCartney and Wings. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson 5. Or Santa Baby by the Pussycat Dolls. I ain't trying to fuck on Christmas, so we're we're cutting the Pussycat Dolls, okay? (laughs) I ain't trying to get, like, weird feelings about Christmas, right? You're telling Um, me, Endo, that you're not sexually aroused by Christmas? No, ball humbug. <laughs> My oh, dick God. is like Scrooge on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I need um, the three ghosts of past, present, and future to arouse me. <laughs> can you name any of the six members of the Pussycat <laughs> Um, one of them is named Nicole, and that's it. Correct. Yeah, that's and I'm it. pretty sure she's the only one that people can name. <laughs> she's the hot one, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. at least she was known as like the really hot one. I I think I I, I don't think the other the other women of the Pussycat Dolls were. were I can't remember. I can't remember what they look like or their names. All I know is that like I had Ashfault. Uh, the game, like the video game, the race car game, uh, mm. by Game Loft on my phone, and they had pictures of the pussycat go- pussycat dolls on the game, and I'm like, oh, look at this girl, she's pretty, she's not wearing <laughs> any clothing, what the hell? I'm like, I'm like, it's like eight, you know. <sighs> Tremendous. Um, One yeah, game. for me, I, I agree. Cut Santa baby. Uh, I- I'm keeping Wonderful Christmas time. Shout out to yeah. Paul McCartney. I mean, I'm sorry, but right now, this this time of year. 
You go into the fucking grocery store and wonderful Christmas time pops on. You're just bopping along, going down the fucking aisles, grabbing shit off the shelves. Core Christmas right there. Shout out to Paul McCartney. I'll trade I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus for uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Solid trade. <laughs> GM of the year. <laughs> God. Our next question. Would you support a shakeup of North American sports with promotion and relegation like in European football? Um, 100%. You know, we've oh, had questions similar to this in the past. 100%. Um, it would be tough to do. I mean, you said shakeup. It would have to be a shakeup because of just yeah. the idea of promotion relegation. What does that mean for drafts and anything like that? Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like, I, I want the story of the... Uh, the Allen Americans going from the ECHL to the NHL. I want that story. Damn it. Even though the yeah. story often doesn't go too well. Um, you know, for anyone who follows the Premier League right now, the big story is Luton Town going from like the fucking fifth tier. And now they're in the Premier League and they're also the third worst team in the league right now. But hey, they made it. Yeah, and that's cool. Kind of expected at some point. You can't go can't do too much. Yeah. No, I, I, I see no reason as to why it wouldn't be as to why it wouldn't be fun, basically, to, to have promotion relegation. I mean, there isn't I don't think there's a, a video game out there or like a content creator for a video game. Basically, if you look up like NBA 2K or Madden, like there's always like, oh, what if promotion relegation existed in the NFL? Like. You, that's a quick YouTube search away from finding that video being made on a yearly basis. It would just be exactly. It would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Especially too, it might mean that you know Chicago gets relegated, and that would be very very funny. Or right now, currently at the best odds to get fucking Macklin Celebrini. That is funny. Yeah. Are they just going to be the Edmonton Oilers again? I mean, I'd be all right with them becoming the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, it wouldn't be fun for Connor Bedard, who would get completely wasted. But, you know, it could be fun to see them just perennially struggle for the next 20 years. I'm with it. <laughs> as cruel as it may be, I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Okay. Our next question. From one bouncy McBoink Boink. You ready for this one? I don't know if you are. All of a sudden, all five fingers on one of your hands can dispense a unique liquid out of each finger. These liquids can be dispensed willingly, but all five fingers that dispense a liquid have to be from the same hand. So you can't become, a, you don't become a Marvel superhero or a Jason because the government multi universe doesn't want to. It's more of a party trick and at the very least convenient feature. Also, somehow completely sterile at all times. The liquids never go bad. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So basically, it can't be three and two. You have to pick a hand for each finger, thumb included, to dispense a liquid. And what are the liquids? Christ. How. Uh, is there a certain viscosity that the liquid has to be? 
Like, can it be like a like a can it be something in liquid form? Like, if I want like just clay, like modeling clay, they just come out of my thumb. I, and it's totally still liquid because you can still it can you can put you can push it out. It's not solid enough. I would say that's allowed personally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd have clay on my thumb because I used to mo- I used to uh, do stop motion animation as a kid uh, when I got into it. When I was like grade six. Uh, that's how I started my whole, my whole kick for editing. Um, on my pointing finger, what the fuck this finger's called? Um, uh, it would be uh, water. Mm. Why the fuck not? You need water. Just imagine mm-hmm. being able to just fucking. And you got a you got a cup of water, sterile yeah. and everything. And wouldn't have to run around to fill up my little um, fucking air humidifier, who's been working overtime for the past month. Um, my middle finger would be just tar, just just straight tar, just to flip people off and give them some tar at the same time. Um, this one, this one's just um, Tabasco sauce. Or, or Frank's Red Hot, just right there. You know, I put that on everything. Mm-hmm. Put that on my wings. Put that on whatever. Um, and my pinky would just be... Um, I don't know. I'll get back to the pinky. What about you? <laughs> um... <laughs> God, so it's got to be a liquid. Um, For the thumbs up... Hmm... Well, see that because uh, I was thinking like, well, for the thumb, if you do like a thumbs up, what if it's something good? But then it thumbs down. But it can only be one liquid, one liquid from each uh, finger. Um, not sure which would be which. Tonic need, water. You, some people well, like it. Some people don't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You need you need a water. You need a water finger. Like just you need it. Yeah. Right. Um, g- give me a ranch finger. Yes. Just just to you know, just a ranch <laughs> finger would be great. Um oh. gotta you gotta give me a P finger. You gotta do oh. it. I, I need a P finger. And immediately, because the thought was man, if you're on a long road trip, you know how advantageous that is to just hold a finger out the Get window? Out the window, just <laughs> going. Oh, and just man. keep going, you're fine. Right? Like, it might suck for the person behind you. But P-Finger, man, just for road trip's sake. I, I feel like that's P-Finger. We have an episode title. <laughs> it's the P-Finger. <laughs> Would you call that your gold finger? Lando oh, Mills, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now we really have an episode title. Well done. Um, all right, so we got water, we got P, we got ranch. <laughs> <laughs> what a combo. What, what a, a combination. Um holy trinity. <laughs> God, what other freaking Now where would you put um where would you put each finger? Like where would you put the where would you put each each we each we each What finger oh, goes where? Oh. Um gasoline. Oh give me yeah. A gas, give me a gas finger. You know how much money I'd save if I had a gas finger? Just to smell it too to get high. Which would be gonna... the index finger, so I could say pull my finger and then it's gas. <laughs> um uh, that's good. <sighs> <laughs> give, give me a printer ink 
filter. Oh <laughs> my finger. god, that's such, <laughs> so good. Um, my pinky would be just O negative blood. Just the one. I was the gonna say right. Like, yeah. B- give me something useful, like like blood or um. Insulin, <laughs> just something Insulin. like that, where I can just be really helpful to somebody. You know, give me, give me an Assassin's Creed hidden blade, and then just the <laughs> insulin fucking finger. <laughs> oh man, that's good. God. There's good options. Did you officially decide what the pinky was going to be? Yeah. Oh, negative blood. That's like there the most go. in demand here in Ontario. Is people go. are diabetic. Actually, I can't make that joke. My fucking stepdad's diabetic. Yeah. I mean, I don't even feel like that's a joke. I feel like that's you being helpful, thoughtful, and considerate. This is the truth. Yeah. Brother. I, I'm I'm here to be helpful. Like, you know, on one hand, literally, I'm being selfish, right? Like, I have, you know, the, the gas finger and the ranch finger and water. So it's like, I'm good to go. The essentials. Oh, I've got the gas. <laughs> okay, he's got what the, a as the as the black community calls it the sugars. Um, that's true. They call it the sugars. I'm, you know, I'm don't worry about grandpa. Up. He's got the sugars. You know. I'm looking this up. God damn it! <sighs> An old Southern American term for sugar diabetes. Yep. Fucking hell. You didn't know that? No. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Fair enough. I learned something today. Now you know. Our final question. I don't think this will happen, but I think it'd be cool to have a be a coach mode for NHL. You that could exists. run it like be a pro, but you could run drills with your team, have text conversation with the players, one-on-ones. What are your thoughts on this? Um, That used to kind of be a thing in general manager mode that isn't that true kind of sort of yeah like oh it was like oh seven to like oh nine or like oh ten like you could run drill not drill specifically but your training for individual players used to be a thing right like i remember like i used to max out ov being just a shooter 100 percent. and mm. then like the coach the coach mode is still in the game you can say your p- player positioning as coach and you just kind of spectate in Put lines out whatever you see fit. Right. I mean, if you combine that old system with the current system with morale and everything, you kind of still have the coaching mode. But it would be mm-hmm. cool if, for example, I mean, it's probably already in the game here. Whereas um, you just set trades to auto. Right. Um, you only operate as a coach. So you these are the lines that you're given. Your general management like calls up people to play them, whatever, and your only role is to manage what you have in verse of you know trying to build up afterwards. Or like you say, for example, you do like a dice roll. Wow, this is the franchise mode idea. Like a dice roll, and you say, We need to acquire a better pl- a better, let's say a better role player. Like we need to acquire a veteran. You roll a fucking dice, and then you go, yes, no, you know, kind of thing like that. That would be interesting. I think I found a franchise mode idea that I. Oh won't yeah, I'm go doing on. that tonight now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> because my answer was going to be like, yeah, you could technically do coach mode, but then yeah, when you think about it, it, it is possible. You have to work things around a little bit, um, but that is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. 
So that, uh, yeah, coming soon to a YouTube channel near you and a Twitch channel near you. Oh, um, shit, you're going to do that? Oh, 100% we're doing that. I, oh, I had considered go. doing that anyway, but as you talked about it, I'm just like, yeah, no, I can do that. And that's the thing. I was going to wait for NHL 24 franchise stuff until my rosters were done. I can just use yeah. Massies for now, and they're good enough. Um, they're more than good enough. They're really, really good. There's just some differences between what he does and what I do. Um, where you know, I have my systems set up the way I do because that's how I like things done. But coming for yeah. your throne, buddy. He's coming for your 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 crown. He can fucking take it. Let's be honest. What's it <laughs> worth? It's not worth a goddamn thing. Speaking of people who won't answer and don't give a shit, Jesus Christ, in regards to, to having rosters not be hot trash in games. Oh good lord. Yeah. Whew. I was gonna, I was gonna answer. Uh, I was gonna suggest, like, hey, would you like want to like interview one of the EA NHL guys on our podcast? And I'm probably like, you want to be nowhere near anybody right now. I mean, and like, like, you're like, hey, you want to? You, you got a couple minutes when you're uh, not in the studio to just have a quick chat. And uh, I'm pretty sure you'd be like, Mike, hire me, please, <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> I won't lie. I've put the feelers out there in regards to like, hey, you know, I mean, you know, Sleeves probably plays ball a little bit better than I do. But in regards to doing something like he's done with having someone on to talk about the state of the game, like I've made it clear, like, hey, if you want to speak to the larger franchise community, I got a good platform for that. You want to get the wet, you know, message out there about what the thoughts are about the mode, what the roadmap is for where you want to go. Where the Discord is. I oh, I think I think Terrio should be the guy you should talk to about the Discord. Because he's been like, Where's the Discord, Mike? I'm getting angry, Mike. Like, <laughs> I'm getting angry, oh, Phil. Oh God. You make me mad. Tremendous. Give me one second here. No worries. Take your time. It's not like we record this thing live. No, it's just fine. Like We're good. Yeah, yeah no, we won't even cut it out. We'll be fine. I just had to get exactly. back to somebody on the Twitter side of things. Um, ah. You know, I, I was going to say, though, you know, in, in regards to that, like, yeah, no, it'd be great to have that conversation, but uh, <laughs> not holding my breath for that. Oh, <laughs> not yeah. holding my breath for any conversation at this point. It's uh, it's an interesting time. But yeah, no, people, people are right to be like, oh, man, that Discord's not happening, huh? I don't blame them. Um, I just wish there was more transparency on that. But, you know, we've had more updates so far this year. I think we shouldn't have had. We should have had had so many updates to fix certain things. But uh guess many NHL 24 rants uh, as per every month. Um, mm. You know, uh, I feel like we've had enough, we've had good updates, but we haven't had great updates. Um Franchise is yeah. in a better spot, but I think franchise should have been like that out of the gate. Um, I feel like all the like you, your your opinion on it from what I remember, how I what I've what you've said to us, um, like myself and Sin and everyone else in the group chat, um, is that certain improvements that they've made, they've like walked back on a little bit in a way, where it's like they've added yeah. all these great features, but like they haven't really. So they haven't done anything, but they've walked it back with basically bringing back certain things from before. Whereas my right. viewpoint on it is all this shit should have been there from the get go. So that way players have more choice from the beginning. Right. So it doesn't seem like a walk back. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, I noticed that too, you know, still doing the, the commentary work for Sports Gamer. Um, it was something that Sin and I noticed, you know, when the, when the game first came out, you had people that were really weary of the full pressure system and not wanting yeah. to get caught. And now people don't really see it as much of a threat because of the changes that they've made to it. So like the heavy collapsing meta for playing defense is like very much back. So, <laughs> you know, NHL 24 is in an interesting spot. That's, that's what we're trying to. Trying Do you to think you see this system return for 25? Yeah, I don't think they're getting rid of it. Yeah. I, I'd be I very, like... very surprised because that, that would be a rough look in a lot of ways. Like, on one hand, it could be viewed as like this commendable thing to be like, hey, they tried something. It didn't work. They got rid of it. But I feel like most of the community would view it as they tried something. They failed and they already got rid of it. These guys suck. You know, like I feel like that's how it would be viewed, even if it is instead how it should likely be viewed if they were to drop it is to say, well, they tried something that didn't work and now they're adjusting. Um, but yeah. it's the uh, pessimistic negative viewpoint that uh, exists on the internet that I think would uh, very much stop that uh, from from being viewed that way. Like, I would see that. that like, I mean, you have to also remember that the NHL community, I, I, I keep saying every time, they're not the smartest tool in the shed. The hockey, the hockey, hockey players, hockey community, just not the brightest people. You can say that like without a doubt in the in the mind. Yeah, the reasonable take <laughs> on this is okay. If they were to scrap this during the year completely, I'd understand. Them being like, "Wow, they flaked on it already. They had no hope for whatsoever. These guys suck." But for them to do it like after a, a release of a game, like in the next iteration of the game, it's like, yeah, they tried to make it work throughout the year. It didn't really work out the way they wanted to. Okay, they scrapped it. But then you got to realize that, like, again, the community's people are idiots. People didn't know about like proper player switching, how you can switch to the last guy by clicking in the fucking right stick. Yeah. Even though it's been like a main feature in the game for the past, like, I think, decade. Not that long, but it's been been in for a little bit. Sizable, a sizable amount of time. Like, I'd say almost at least half a decade. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. I I generally think the system itself is it's a it's a great idea on paper, but the one time that I've seen it like completely just work, it's like oh wow the the AI is actually passing and you know doing their their thing and actually working with the system, but after like the most recent patch, like just things have been bad for goaltending in terms of watching plays happen and goalies just have no reaction time whatsoever. You'll have mm-hmm. games that are like super high scoring, even I'll play offline. And I'll have like super high scoring games out of nowhere. Like I get, you know, that happens with hockey, but like the rate that it happens in be a pro and like you can't really control it. And then you're getting basically penalized for bad Sims. Right. It's annoying. And then one thing about the pressure system is for some reason, if you hit someone on, if you're in your defensive end and their, their like pressure bar is like zero. And they'll make hits on you. Their their bar will fill up. And then they get the puck immediately and it's full pressure. And I'm like, 
Or like I've had situations where like I'm in the other end, like I'm attacking and they're making hits on me and their bar is filling up in their offensive end, but they're in their defensive end. And then they get the puck down, they throw it down over and it's full pressure. And I'm like, what is this? Like, that's the stuff that needs needs fine tuning. That and um, goalies using overlap um, when they're basically covering over an angle and they still get sniped. Uh, yeah. Like top corner, that shit should not that it shouldn't happen, but the rate of that the rate of that happening should go down a lot. That's the end of my rant. What I heard out of all of that was a skill issue. Oh, I'll fucking fight you, buddy. <laughs> I'll fucking destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We have one more late question here that was uh that was tagged in. And we'll get to it. In each of your respective opinions, what are your favorite teams asking Santa for this Christmas aside from a Stanley Cup? I have an answer for the Leafs. And that is for this Islanders-John Tavares rivalry to finally fucking die. Oh, my God. John Tavares became the uh, ninth, the eighth player in NHL history to score a thousand points. And still the only thing is just like, ah, fuck John Tavares. And then Paul Bissonette going on Twitter, being, ah, fuck Islanders fans. Fuck you. And just, oh my God. Just stop trying to make, just stop Spider-Man trying to make fetch happen. The time has passed. He's been a fucking leaf for like six years, six years. Can we let it go at this point? Can we stop trying to pretend like this is some sort of rivalry when it isn't? The Leafs aren't rivals with the Islanders at this stage. There was a chance that could have been a thing a few years ago. It's not a thing right now. Maybe if they meet in the playoffs, but it's just, it's not a thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's great. Uh, Man. I just saw that our question popped in the Discord, and that that that's a stupid question. I'm gonna delete that <laughs> question right now. I'm deleting it. I'm I literally just it. deleted it. Fuck that. Um, what would the I, Leafs I my voice, ask for? I made my Christmas. voice like really, really clear on Twitter about this. You're fine. Players what and are organizations the for for Christmas. Huh? What are the Leafs asking for for Christmas? Okay. I'll say what the Leafs are asking, then I'll talk about the John Tavares thing afterwards, because I've already made my, my opinion clear on that. Um, yeah. I think the Leafs are asking for a defenseman. Yeah. 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 A defenseman, or at least people to get healthy, because apparently there's like a flu going on with the Leafs, and across the city right now, there's a fucking bug going around. It's not COVID. Or the COVID is still a thing, but it's not like that. I, I have it. I think it might be just be bronchitis going through the team. Or something, or whatever. I'm not a fucking doctor, but people are getting no, sick. No, you read you. You're on Twitter. You are clearly a doctor. Oh my fucking god, I hate Twitter, but I love Twitter at the same time. Um, yeah, they just need a defenseman, man. They just need a defenseman. You mean you're not happy with Max Lajoie and William Lagason and? Hey, they're doing what they can. All right. I want they're, them to call trying. Topi Niemela, but he's not ready anywhere at all. Well, hey, one of these days. Um, the Bruins are asking for the regular season to be shorter. <sighs> just so that they can get to the playoffs already and try to do the thing. 
That's what they're asking for. Do the thing. And for people to be healthy. Good health. It's a common request this time of year. Yeah. Good health. Um, so the John Tavares thing then. Rant away. I'm excited. Yeah. Here's the way I see it. NHL teams have always told players, you know what? You're part of the long-term scheme. You're here to stay. We want you to be a part of our franchise. And then weeks later, trade away a player and move a player out of their franchise as if nothing happens. Because hockey is a business. My, my favorite one of recent memory is Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear was, you know, scrutinized. He was harassed, attacked for being indigenous. So the NHL, no, the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are like, we're going to stand up for Ethan Bear. We're going to support him and do everything we can to make sure that he feels safe here and that his community is also represented. He had a Ethan Bear hockey camp, which was like designed or basically built to help indigenous youth learn the sport of hockey or pe- indigenous and at-risk at youth learn the sport of hockey and develop skills and just a little development camp for like a week. I think it was two weeks before the camp happens. He gets traded to Carolina. And then the camp, I believe, got canceled. Like, if you really care about, you know, that kind of outreach, if you're the Edmonton Oilers, you still have that camp. That's one thing that I'm not there. That's that's one thing that really bothers me. But with the John Tavares situation, it, it also kind of ticks me off a little bit because... He was like, oh, you know, if the team wants to put me in a trade and everything, that's fine whatsoever. And the one time that a player decides, you know what? Maybe I want to go into business for myself. Maybe I feel like, oh, I want to resign here. I want to go resign over there. I want to do whatever. He wants to have control and options as to where he feels he wants to play instead of having to, you know, wait for the team to make a move and put him in a package deal or anything like that. And he gets scrutinized for it. And like whenever a team does it, there's no blowback, no blowback at all. But when a player does it himself, there's a bunch of scrutinization. And then there's six years of crying about your ex leaving you. And it's bullshit. I actually got a reply from someone. I got a whole goddamn paragraph from this random person who I believe is his, his account is protected. And he sent me a massive DM on Twitter about it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, JT's a talented player group as a Leafs fan. At the time, the the, the Islanders were mediocre, and like he helped bring them back up. And so we're mad that he left and all this stuff. He's like, you know, the history of the past 34 years and all that. I'm like, I don't care about that. You're looking at a bunch of other trauma to add on top of this. That's even worse in your case. You can't get over the fact that a player wanted to play, one, with his hometown, two, taking a hometown discount in his prime as well, too. And three, just maybe just really wanted to, you know, try somewhere else. Things weren't working with him in in uh, New York in New York, and it just he just wanted to go play somewhere else. And I feel like you should have the right to do that as an NHL hockey player. Kind of like how you know a lot of people are saying that the three year plus RFA situation is kind of like holding a player down. And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. I think the more ex- the more exploitive is the, the the current Russian system where you literally have to pay out for all your training. I think that's mm. something people should be more concerned about rather than, you know, a player getting paid 
it's essentially millions to play in the NHL while a team retains their rights for like up to like five years. My biggest takeaway from that whole thing is that six years is a really long time to knock it over your ex. Yeah. You know, you know, especially like if you didn't see it coming, like, you know, break, break something, throw something at a wall, rant to yourself, get the emotions out there. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta move on brother. Yeah. Six years. Six years. You're you burned his jersey six years ago and you're still on about it? Fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, it just I don't get it. Mm. When like I think Neeler had a comparison when Matt Sundin left. I he, believe first of all, <laughs> Neeler made a fake trade allegation. He sure did. Matt Sundin, and he, he I don't know what it is with Neeler. I love the guy. But like he, I guess it's just that the Twitter dollar is like speaking to his head a little bit. But um, he had a like a trade. He's like, yeah, Matt Sundin was apparently going to get traded for like like a whole bunch of players from like the Vancouver Canucks, but he said no, and he signed with them over there in the season after, and then he scored the uh the shootout winner in like the last game of the season against Toronto, and Toronto fans still cheered for him. It's like. Did any of that actually happen? And then someone called him out and he's like, well, he was still being traded around the deadline. It's like, you just changed the narrative of what you were talking about. You lied. Mm. You, like, I don't get it. And everyone's like, this is the worst, like, Twitter post ever. And he's just like, hey, 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 I got my $5. Let's go. Uh, so what yeah, it was I, specifically, um, what it was specifically uh, was him saying that the uh, the Leafs had a trade lined up that would have sent Kessler, Edler, an additional player to the Leafs for Matt Sundin. He refused to trade, then signed in Vancouver a few months later. Um, you know, in regards to that, um, yeah, there were a lot of people saying like, yeah, that's that's that didn't happen. all that for like an aging Matt Sundin. Now, th- there the was a you thing. Would, that's the kind of shit you would trade for, like, a just out of prime, like, top three forward. Not not like Matt Sundin. No offense to Matt's, but. Yeah. The only thing that I could find that would have been, like, something around the time um, is that there was a, an article on Yahoo Sports from Greg Wyshynski in February of 2012 uh, that quoted a, a now scrubbed tsn darren dreger article because it's from 2008 um where that sundin was asked to uh give his list of teams for a potential trade and darren dreger said that suitors like detroit san jose anaheim and vancouver were lining up for him montreal and ottawa were also in the mix but sundin refused to wave um in regards to who was involved i don't know if anybody found anything in regards to specific people but you know yeah internet we love internet gotta love that's fun hooray internet um so yeah it's all it's always fun for the leafs it's always fun for the leafs we have fun all the time uh you mentioned the oilers might as well go there really quickly next um we we picked a great time to uh disappear for 10 days because in that time the Oilers have uh, figured out how to play hockey 
in the aftermath of firing Jay Woodcroft. Uh, they oh, have yeah. won eight games in a row and could make it nine tonight. Connor McDavid in his last 10 games has six goals and 25 points. Um, so I'm glad that the Oilers have figured out how to hockey again. I still don't trust that team to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. Because I still think it's miserably constructed and Ken Holland is long overdue to hit the unemployment line. But hey, at least they're not complete trash now after a slow start. Congrats. You're in the same category as the San Jose Sharks. That's where that's where you wanted to be. Was comparable to the Sharks. Of shrugging off a bad start and not being complete trash. You know what's crazy about that? I think it was, I was listening to the SPDN and they um, had a conversation about Connor McDavid and his pace of points. Right now he's got 888 points in like 593 games. He's yeah. going to hit 1,000 points next year. He's going to be top 60 all time in scoring. Yeah. He's 27. <laughs> mm-hmm. At almost every night, there's a highlight reel play. It's to the point that, like, the plays of the month on like TSN and Sportsnet are just Connor McDavid existing on the ice. Right. It is it is insane how mm-hmm. many like plays like per month are just like Connor McDavid just existing. And, and the Oilers, talk, yeah, we talked about this have earlier. Still not won a game in the Western Conference Finals since they've had him. Exactly. And I think everything on top of that too is like the Connor McDavid like play, like his his play is so dynamic. The fact that like all these crazy ass plays happening on the ice, it's like they've been normalized a little bit. Like every time you see a Connor McDavid highlight, you're like, Oh yeah, he's going through the other team. Dude, we talked about that a year ago. Yeah. I was already feeling that way. It's gotten worse mm-hmm. in the sense of like, it's like, oh, he's just going to go skate through the entire fucking team again. Right. And then he does it. And everyone's like, oh, it's just Carter McDavid doing Carter McDavid things. Like, yeah. God. Yeah, oh, there was man. a goal last year that he scored where a lot of people are like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, I don't he even think that that's in like, too. I don't even think that's in like the top 20 of McDavid plays ever. And people were losing their minds. And yeah, it's just he's insane. Uh, yeah, and the Oilers pissed me off immensely because they <laughs> surround him. No disrespect to these guys; it's not their fault. But they surround him with, well, we have Derek Ryan and Warren Fogle, and like, man, maybe it'll Great work. But reason. on paper, like that cast of characters, we've talked about this to death over the last couple of years because it's the thing to talk about with the Oilers. Aside from McDavid being McDavid, is it's like you continue to put just this meh, no disrespect to the guys, but it's just, it's a whole bunch of, of average. Yeah. And maybe even below average. I mean, you could look at who Vegas had make up their team last year and route to winning the cup, but mm. I don't know, man. I don't know the Oilers, but like I said, um, they've done well since firing their coach and have kind of set the standard for, Oh, Hey, maybe that's a good option because the St. Louis blues have done the same thing. And they said, we're struggling. We're supposed to be better. Let's fire our head coach. And they did 
they have moved on from Stanley Cup winning head coach Craig Berube. Cry baby Craig Berube. Mm. Cab on the way out the arena. Goodbye. You want to stay in the cup? That's cool. But like, man, he had been the head coach of this team. Technically, he had an interim tag, but he's he was the head coach of the team from November uh, of 2018 up until now. So we're we're talking five years, basically, that he was in charge of the team, you know, takes over. In early 2018, the team's miserable. Famous story. January 1st, they're dead last in the league. They go on to win the Stanley Cup. He gets named full-time head coach. Um, There's a whole lot of discussion as to whether or not this is the right choice for the St. Louis Blues. Um, It got a little bit more spicy today, and I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, your coach that wins you the Stanley Cup, and you move on. Uh, They've named, uh, by the way, Drew Bannister as the interim head coach uh, for the team who is uh, or was, I should say, the coach with the AHL Springfield Thunderbirds, their affiliate. He had been the head coach there since 2021. Had previously been the head coach of the San Antonio Rampage in the AHL uh, and also had head coaching experience from his days in the OHL with the Sioux Greyhounds. So I'm shocked he's not in Pittsburgh. Kyle Dubas. Never say never. Um, you know, it's someone getting their first opportunity in a head coaching gig, which is really nice. Um, but was it the right decision to fire Craig Berube? You look at where the Blues are in terms of the standings right now, and that always kind of raises the question as to like, okay, where where are they at? And you know, playoff wise, uh, they're only one point out of the second wild card spot. So it's not like they're out of the mix. It's almost as if they're saying like, hey, we had greater aspirations than this. And I've seen other people mention like how high should their aspirations be with the roster that they have? I mean, they probably should be a playoff team. But again, they're not that far out of it. I think for me, I didn't know what to think. Until today. Where Jordan Cairo was asked about Craig Berube. His response, I've got no comment. He's not my coach anymore. Ooh. Now, without hearing the clip and the tone of that response, that reads horribly. Like, that reads absolutely horribly as, like, I, I'm glad he's gone, basically. Um, there is a chance that it could have been more of a, well, he's not my coach anymore. Uh, I, uh, here are my thoughts on my new coach. But you could certainly read into that, and time will tell if it's if it's true or not, because I haven't seen an audio clip out there. Um, time will tell whether or not that was just more of a, you know, not wanting to talk about the past type of thing, or if it was more a little bit uh, with vitriol towards Craig Berube, and then you get into the conversation of did he lose the locker room, and 
so on and so forth. And we've talked about that before. Like if you're going to make major changes to a team, it's going to be the head coach that goes first instead of the core of the team. It's a lot easier to move on from a coach than it is to trade away uh, multiple people. Um, You know, we saw that with the Bruins who it's like, all right, Bruce Cassidy, good coach. He's not really the fit here anymore. Like we're not really going to move on from Jake DeBrusque and this player and this player. And then, of course, for Bruce Cassidy, he proved what a good coach he is because he went on to win the Stanley Cup's first year in Vegas. So that's just the way these things work. Um, For Greg Berube specifically, good coach. I will always laugh, always, always at the idea of someone who was a career goon in the NHL complaining about officiating in the Stanley Cup final. You've heard Sin talk about it before, too, because that 2019 Blues team went through the Sharks to get to the cup final. That Blues team played the most playoff hockey in recent memory. Um, For as much as people like, oh, the Bruins 2011 gooned it up to the final. um, The Blues were at least on that level, if not more so in terms of just we know it's the playoffs We know officiating is going to be a lot more lenient and letting things go. And we are going to walk that line of breaking the rules towards outright dirty play. And it worked for them until they met the Bruins who played a very physical style as well. Some people might call it dirty. The Tory Krug hit in the playoffs. Um, And Craig Berube whined about the officiating, which was an incredibly smart thing to do because it worked. Because all of a sudden, the refs started calling it more 50-50 instead of calling the blue. Which, by the way, if if it's 50-50 officiating, that means it's incorrect officiating regardless of who it's for. Because there's no such thing as penalties actually being 50-50. They were properly calling the Blues for more infractions uh, and then stopped. Lo and behold, the Blues won the cup. I just always found it funny that a career goon uh, complained about officiating. Even though, as history proved, it was the absolute right thing to do. Because they went on to win the Stanley Cup. They went blue. Or whatever the fuck Brett Hall said when he was drunk off his tits. He just fucking rubbing his nips. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, So as you were talking about enforcers and like goons and all that, I decided to look at something really, really quickly. Um, Because, you know, the Maple Leafs organization, MLSE, owned the Newfoundland Growlers of the ECHL and this year they added Matt Cook as their as their fourth head coach in NHL in their ECHL history. Mm-hmm. Uh right now they are I believe they are like third in the in the Eastern Conference in the ECHL and they have 396 penalty minutes. The lead mm. the lead leaguing uh Norfolk Admirals have 413 and it's it is insane. That is ridiculous. I know like ECHOs are like really really gritty and everything, mm-hmm. but for like a top five team to have three hundred and ninety six in the Eastern Conference, and look over the Western Conference, the top team anywhere close to that is like the Allen Americans, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, and they have like three hundred fifty eight penalty minutes, and like the it's it's crazy how much of the disparity disparity that is. It's nuts. Shout yeah. out to uh, shout out to Matt Cook. Yeah, notice how oh, when you look on the NHL, there's uh, for their standing stuff on the actual NHL.com website. 
penalty minutes, like total penalty minutes, is nowhere to be seen. Mm. Like you can't you can't look up that stat. But I think I think the ECHL knows their target audience, and so they 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 made sure to put that right there for you. God. Um. Like, you know, in, in terms of in terms of penalties, because the only other thing that we we're really going to mention, there wasn't too much to talk about when it comes to like, oh, Washington might be moving out of downtown D.C., same as the yeah. Wizards, or Sidney Crosby um, now sits 14th all time in scoring. And there's the conversation of like, oh, how far can he make it? And um, the answer is yes. pretty far. I mean, he'll finish yeah. top 10, most certainly. He needs um, he's at. 1533, he needs 1591 to pass Phil Esposito for 10th all time. It's Sidney Crosby is a Hall of Famer. I do want to talk about officiating, penalty minutes and all of that, because that has been probably the main story of the week or so that we've been gone, is the NHL has gone absolutely nuts again in terms of this stuff. Um, in no particular order of these incidents, Eric Goodbranson, um was boarded earlier in a game by the Florida Panthers forward Nick Cousins. Yeah. The hit was originally called a, a five in a game misconduct. It was then reduced to two minutes, which led to later on in the game, Erica Branson jumping Nick Cousins. Um, That was talked about quite a bit and uh, how the refs dropped the ball on that one. Uh, the the cowardly nature of Nick Cousins turtling twice and what was the correct decision and what to do there, so on and so forth. You had what should have been the talk of the Detroit Red Wings, which was, hey, Patrick Kane's here and maybe not completely shit. Instead, it was Dylan Larkin getting knocked the fuck out um, only to have David Perron respond by cross-checking Ottawa's Artom Zub in the head where he was given a six-game suspension, which the response is, holy shit, that's a big suspension. Yeah. Yeah, it is. A justified six-game suspension for his actions, but when you compare that to other incidents, especially with players that have a history, of which David Perron does not, it looks to be a little bit ridiculous. Can't disagree yeah. with it. You then had Brady Kachuk involved in an incident with uh, Carolina goaltender Peter Kachekov, in which Kachuk was given a 10-minute misconduct as Kachekov went for the flying poke check, got a lot of Kachuk skates, um, and Kachuk kind of went back towards the end boards in a somewhat dangerous way, and Brady was pissed about that and let his feelings be known. That led to a misconduct. Uh, you had Ryan Strom getting five minutes in a game for a knee-on-knee -knee hit against Kyle Connor, um, in which Strom wasn't given a suspension, and now Kyle Connor's up for a month or two, a major, major injury and a major, major loss for the Winnipeg Jets. And none of this catches me by surprise at all, because this is the NHL, this is the DOPS, inconsistency, all the time. That's just the name of it. I I don't really have an opinion on these. You know, a lot of people were asking about these. And at the end of the day, I just I, I don't really have thoughts because, of course, this inconsistency on the ice and then subsequently afterwards, I just I, I 
I don't I I don't find myself surprised by any of it. It doesn't catch you off guard at all. It's just business as usual for the NHL, right or wrong. This is just the how things go. Yeah. And no agrees. <laughs> I I'm just inconsistently consistent. That's what it's been for a while. And yeah. I don't know when that's going to change. They had a really they had a really good track record at the beginning of the season. Everyone thought, "Oh, wow, actual suspensions that are given up properly." And now it's kind of like forget all that. That lasted like 3 weeks. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, it was a good three weeks. People really had their like their hopes up and like, wow, they're gonna like clean up the game a little bit. And then yeah. We were so young, so foolish. Oh yeah. You weren't married yet, you know, it was great. <laughs> 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 I joke, I joke. That's one way to voice it, I guess. Sheesh. <laughs> uh no, it's good. It's all good. Oh God. So yeah, I, I know like I said it was kind of the big thing to talk about, but like I said, I I don't have too much to talk about it. Just it's it's the league being the league. It is what it is. Um you know that there, there's an old uh saying that um I I recall from fun fact, uh, Chris Jericho's first book. Um, he was talking about, you know, when he first started wrestling in Japan and he was there with, uh, another wrestler, uh, one of his best friends who, uh, AEW fans might know now as Luther, um, who is currently the, uh, the, the manager, so to speak for one timeless Tony storm. Um, and there were certain things about Japan where they developed a saying called, Yasky. Why ask why? And I feel like that's pretty applicable for the NHL. Why ask why? Why is this this way? Why is this that way? You're not going to get an answer. Yeah. You're not going to be able to find common sense in this league. Why did David Perron get six games? Why ask why? Why did he get six games when some other people with the history do something and they don't get as uh, heavy of a, a suspension? Why well, ask why? Why did the officials recall a major penalty that would have stopped further infractions later in the game? Why did they recall that and make it a two and then it leads to the fucking chaos later? Why ask why? It's just what the league is. It's better to not ask questions at this point and accept it for what it is. Same thing come playoff times when the whistles get put away and there's game management. Why ask why? Why did Manscaped ghost us at this point? Why ask why? Just happened. <laughs> hey, you want some breaking news out of the QMJHL? <laughs> I was hoping you'd see it too because another perfect example of why ask why. Endo. Feel free. During today's assembly of members, the QMJHL passed a resolution to officially change the league's name from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League to Quebec Maritimes Junior Hockey League. Oh my God. Why? 
uh, and a J Fretch. I can't exactly articulate why, but this is fucked. Maybe it's because the English logo isn't shaped like a skate. Maybe it's blind nostalgia. Either, either way, cursed. Fucking great. I love that. Yeah. So, again, why ask why? I mean, I guess it makes some sense because it's not just about Quebec, of course, when it comes to the Q, but sure. Why not? It doesn't look like a skate anymore. Like, it looks like a goalie skate. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, the QMJ has had probably one of the coolest logos out of all the major hockey like leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, this is just weird, man. And it brings Not us the change back. change we wanted or needed, but the change we as CHL fans don't care about. Love these replies. Everyone's like, why? Didn't ask, don't care, plus ratio. And like, this is great. Just brings me back to what I was saying a few minutes ago about the officiating. So it's perfect. Oh, why ask fun. why? This, yeah, this why is this why? is hockey. This is hockey. Things just happen for whatever reason. Even if it's not a, a necessary change, it's like, well, there's some justification for it, so we'll change it anyway. It's just how these things go. The nature of the beast. Yeah. As we wind things down. Endo, do you have anything going on aside from hacking up a lung? Um, no. Uh, that's that's it. Not nothing. Nothing else going on. Uh, I might. I keep saying I might stream, but I want to make sure that I'm like fully healthy first. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Also, if you can't tell, the place behind me is a complete mess. So I have to I also have to clean that up. Uh, because when you're sick for a week, you don't do anything else. You just kind of just kind of let Exist. shit accumulate. Mm-hmm. And then that that's basically what it is. Your your main concern is getting healthy. And I need to go get healthy. So that's what I've been trying to do for the past like fucking f- at least two weeks now. At least it's been at least two weeks I'm trying to get I've been trying to get healthy. So that, yeah. that's that's me. Well, hey, in the meantime, uh you can catch me on the Twitch side of things, the YouTube side of things as well. You know, as mentioned again, there's a good chance that 2024 will be a, a year of change uh, here on the pod, and perhaps for me in general. Time will tell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, keep an eye out uh, for head coach mode. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about this entire time? The charity stream. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, that was a good. That was fun. Shout out yeah, to we- Mills for letting me cash in his hundred bucks to uh, make the winner go one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> Finally living out your fantasy of Teddy Long cosplay. Yes. Endo Mills. <laughs> Teddy Long's play. Let's go. Oh, God. But yeah, no, we raised almost three grand for the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, which was great. Um, we had a lot of fun. Again, it was on uh, WWE 2K23. And uh, I don't think it'll be the last time that we do anything in regards to uh, to wrestling or anything like that. It was... Uh, it was a good time, and I, I think we've stumbled onto something uh, really fun in regards to, you know, these creator-based tournaments. Um, you know, we had one for UFC already, and now, of course, we had this one uh, for WWE. And then the next one I already announced uh, will be NHL-based. Yeah, um, We don't have a specific date yet, but I'm going to do a similar thing where I have people like Endo, Sin, Monk. Um, tell me what they want a custom player to be. 
and uh, we're going to fantasy draft from there and see who can build the best team. So it'll be, be interesting because well. I feel like we'll get a lot of people because it's not really that many options. Um, it's really like it's a lot more simpler to make a make a player in NHL than it is to make a wrestler. I mean, at least with the Russell one, you can just hit the random button and it just goes through it. But um, yeah, NHL is like, going to be tough to decide attributes and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say, like, OK, if you pick playmaker, here's what your attributes are. Um, and then maybe allow people to customize via X factors from there, because, yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit time consuming to do that one. But I do think it'll be fun and it'll be worth it. So I have a, I have an idea. So you have you, your basic templates are like the basic defaults that are used in World of Chell, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do it that way. Get your X factors or whatever. Or yeah, you honestly, don't yeah, that's not a bad idea, right? Is to have people set up a World of Chell build and then just copy and, it over. Yeah. There'll be some that's stuff you have to change because not all the same attributes are in World of Chell as are in the creation zone. Right. But yeah, you, you know that stuff. Why am I telling you? You've been doing this for fucking long enough. With that, everybody, we will see you next week at some point. Sin should be back. Um, yeah, and uh, Manscaped, fucking pay us. God damn it.